Hey, you savages. It's Dave Lorenzo. I'm the godfather of growth, and this is your Saturday Side Hustle. Today, we've got a live talk I did just yesterday in front of an audience at Icebox Cafe in Hallandale Beach, Florida. This is a talk on selling to CEOs of mid-market companies and selling to entrepreneurs, and it's all about the right mindset, the mindset you need to be in and the things you need to do in order to approach CEOs where they are, connect with them, speak their language, and eventually develop a relationship so that you can wind up working with them. It's a live talk in front of a live audience in a working restaurant. So there's some kitchen noise in the background. You'll hear me talking on the PA system. So it doesn't sound like overproduced audio. It sounds like an audio that you would hear if you were in the audience with us live. So enjoy this talk. We'll see you back at the end for the happy recap. Today's education session for 15 minutes, we're going to talk about the seven questions you must answer if you want to sell to CEOs. I work with, uh, almost exclusively these days, mid-market CEOs, and I define mid-market as $10 million in annual revenue up to about $300 million in annual revenue. That's, that's my sweet spot. That's, that's who I work with. I still teach a handful of professionals how to sell to those people. And here's what I found. The people who sell to CEOs, especially professional service providers, you need some help because the approach that you're taking, while educational and informative, is not an approach that really, that really resonates. So I'm going to give you today seven questions that you can ask, mostly yourself, to refine your approach to sell to entrepreneurs in that space. By the way, just so that I make sure I'm on target here, because I can, I can drop into a different routine if I'm, not, if I'm not targeting the right folks here. How many of you work with people in this market segment? Raise your hands. Just about everybody? 10, 10 million to 300 million? All right, question number one. What problem can you solve? And why does the business owner, the CEO, why do they need to solve it? What problem can you solve? And why does the business owner need to solve it? Now, you need to have a good answer for this because this is the whole reason why they would want to talk to you. I got, um, I got approached this week by someone, and I'm, I'm not going to share who the person is. Maybe you know them, maybe you don't. And they said to me, hey, I see you work with CEOs. And I said, yeah. And they said to me, do you ever talk to them about cash balance retirement accounts? And I don't know if you know what I do, but I'm a business strategy consultant, right? I help people grow their businesses and that sort of thing. On the list of the 100 things we talk about, if I were to look for cash balance retirement accounts, it probably wouldn't be in the top, like, thousand things that we talk about. I, I've, I have recommended one time a cash balance retirement account to a client who had a fantastic year and needed to save money on their taxes. Now, why do I tell you this story? If your pitch to a CEO is walking up to them and handing them your business card and going, do you know what a cash balance retirement account is? One of two things is going to happen, okay? If you're lucky, the person will just turn and walk away. <laughs> If you're not lucky, it could be really, really ugly. So three things you should do to answer this question, okay? If you're targeting people in the B2B space, 
Number one, do your research on the industry. Know the industry issues that are happening, okay? So that you can walk up to them and say, hey, I hear there's a crankshaft shortage. I understand you're in manufacturing for the automotive industry. Yeah, I am. Is that crankshaft shortage affecting you? Oh my gosh, you have no idea. What does that do? That immediately gives you credibility and it immediately shows that you understand them and their business. The second thing is if it's a company that's local and you know people who are doing business with them, you can ask about a specific company challenge, right? If you're a member of Provisors, there's somebody in this room who knows a company that you want to work with. You can sit down with that person and say, hey, Nicola, what are the three issues that Carlos Gutierrez is facing today? I know you're friends with him. Oh, you know, uh, Carlos is having trouble connecting with probate attorneys. Uh, he loves to work with them. The second thing he's having trouble with is people are afraid to list their house because uh, interest rates are high. And the third thing he's having trouble with is he's having trouble getting the people whose listings he does have to come down off of their top of the market offers because the market has been so difficult. Those are three things that, three challenges that Carlos is facing. How'd I do it, Carlos? It. Yeah, I nailed it. So these are, this is just a little bit of due diligence, right? It's better for you if you're targeting CEOs as your clients, it's better for you to have 10 targets that you know intimately than 100 targets you know nothing about. Because these people are human. They have real problems and the fact that you can solve their problems or be a solution to their problem is what you're looking to do. All right, the second question you need to ask yourself is, why do they need to solve this problem now? Why do they, so they have a problem and you know they have a problem, right? Why, they, why do they need to solve this problem now? Why is it important? Why is there urgency for solving this problem? If you have a solution and they don't have a problem, you're talking to the wrong person, okay? You need to find out what problem they have and why they need to solve it now. Now, here's the beauty of having a network like this, okay? If they have a problem and you can't solve it, grab one of the people in this room, bring them with you if they're the solution to the CEO's problem. Why is that valuable to you? Because it shows an external orientation. It shows that you're concerned about the things that are going on in their world and in their business. Think about that for a minute. Somebody's got a problem. You don't have the solution, but you wanna work with them. You know they have a problem you can solve, but they haven't realized it yet. Help them solve the problem they do have. Does that make sense? If you want to start a relationship with someone, there's two ways to do it. And this goes for any aspect of life. The first way is put some money in their pocket. Introduce them to a client. The second way is solve a problem that's keeping them up at night. So if you've uncovered a bunch of problems, like I can't help Carlos solve any of those problems that he has right now, but I can probably introduce him to a new probate attorney. That would help him, right? So. He, that wouldn't get me business from Carlos, but it definitely would help Carlos out. It would keep me top of mind with Carlos. So what problem do they have? Why do they need to solve it now? Question number three, why you? Why are you the right person to solve this problem? You gotta have a good answer for this question. 
And 30 years in business or 30 years as an attorney, 30 years as a CPA, that's not a good enough reason to do business with anybody. You know, this is called in sales, your unique selling proposition, or if you're afraid of the word sales, you're an attorney, your unique value proposition, right? So if you want to get people to do business with you, you gotta share something with them that's unique. And if you can do it in a story, that's really helpful, right? I tell stories all the time. It's part of what I do for a living, and that's what really brings people in. My unique value proposition comes from building two businesses over the course of the last 33 years, one of which I took from startup to 50 million in three years, the other one startup to 250 million in six years, and then setting it all aside because my life was miserable, I was unhappy, and I got struck by a taxi cab and was paralyzed from the armpits down. That was my wake-up call. And my unique value proposition to the CEOs is, you don't want to have to get hit by a taxi to realize the value that you can extract from your business if you build systems and processes that can help you run it efficiently and effectively. And that resonates with them. You need to come up with a unique value proposition for your business that does the same thing. Question number four that you need to ask yourself is, how can I get in? How can I get the meeting with the CEO? Most of us don't do enough work in this area. Most of us are not very creative. What do we do? We send an email or we go through our LinkedIn connections, right? We don't really dig. If you have a list of say 10 or 15 prospective clients that you wanna connect with, somebody you know knows people in that company. But even more importantly, there's a lot of due diligence you can do to make sure that you're connected to someone and that person can share the problem that the company and the CEO is experiencing. If you look hard enough, you can find a way in. Like publicly traded companies, it's easy, right? Publicly traded companies, there are news articles, there's a 10K that's published, the CEO does a carefully scripted conference call with analysts every month, Privately traded companies, what that looks like is that looks like them sitting down with their trusted advisors and saying, these are the three things that are bothering me and I don't have someone who can solve those three things. The best way for you to figure out how you can get in is talk to people who are in similar businesses and see where they go and see what they do. Industry trade shows. How many of you go to your own industry trade show? Raise your hands. Okay. The best thing for you to do, I mean, I'm not gonna stop you from going to your own industry trade show, Go to the trade shows your clients go to. Find out what your clients are talking about. Speak the language your clients speak. Your industry trade show is great for your own personal knowledge and benefit, but if you're looking to work with a specific type of client, you gotta go to the events that they go to. You gotta learn what problems they're facing in their industry. You gotta talk to the people who are there because you have to learn the language. Question number five, are you willing to play the long game? Now, again, this is one of the things I find that is a huge competitive advantage for those of us who do it. What percentage would you guess of people, uh, of my clients, what percentage of the people they go after work with them immediately upon first or second solicitation? What percentage do you think people sign up? 10%? 1%? Who said 1%? Zero. 
Great. 1%. 1%. Okay? So that means you call on 100 people, how many sign up? Maria Angelica, how many is that? One, thank you very much, right? I had to, I had to find somebody who's in the accounting space in some way. <laughs> okay, so for every 100 people you call on, that means one person signs up. But how many people do you think sign up, and this is in my entire client database since 2008, the clients that tell me the truth, how many people do you think sign up after three months, after six months, after five years? How many people, what percentage sign up after three months? So 1% immediately, three months. What percentage of my database do you think? 5% Four, 4%, right? That's three months. Six months, and by the way, this is with weekly follow-up, generic, not generic, but educational email content, not solicitation, educational email content, six months. 1%, 4% after three months, six months. How many, how, what percentage do you think sign up? 15. 10. 10, 15, 7, 7%, 7%. Five years, what percentage after five years? 30%. Are you in my database? <laughs> yeah, it's about, it's about 28%. It's about 28%. After five years, 28%. Okay? So if you round it up to 30, if you say it's a third, so you go and do a, you're Dave Lorenzo, you go and do a speech. There's 100 people in the room. One person in that room is going to be a client. They're going to come running from the back of the room and tackle me and hand me money. Okay? I love that person. Okay? But then three months later, I'll get a few more. Six months later, I'll get a few more. And I know over the next five years, a third of that room is going to slowly become big fans of Dave Lorenzo and they're going to invest. If you want to build a sustainable business over time, you got to play the long game. The model that I use for this in my mind, in my warped mind, is Apollo Creed from the first Rocky movie, right? Those of you, a lot of you are really young. I don't know if you ever saw Rocky, the first movie. But Apollo Creed wants to... Why, why are you looking at me like that? Some people might not have seen it. <laughs> Apollo Creed wants to fight Rocky, and Rocky doesn't want to fight him a second time. He's done. He's like, uh, I, uh, I did it. You know, he's, he's happy. Right? That's good, right? He's happy. He, he's, he, you know, the fight is over. It's done. But the crowd, the, the, the fans, the people of Philadelphia want to see a second fight. And Apollo Creed turns to his trainer and he says, his manager, and he says, we got to get the people around him talking. If the people around him are talking and, and asking him why he won't fight me, then he'll want to fight me. And that's what persuades Rocky to do it. Right? Everywhere Rocky goes, he goes to the pet store, he goes to the supermarket. Rocky, why won't you fight Apollo? Why won't you fight Apollo? Right? Everybody's talking. That's what happens when you follow up over the long term. That's what you're looking to do. That's what you're looking to build. Play the long game. Question number six, can you handle rejection? It sucks. It sucks. But you know what? You know how you make it better? You desensitize yourself to the rejection. Go out and try and get rejected for goofy stuff. Ask for rejection. Let me tell you something. We could play a game, and I do this with my clients sometimes. What's the most outrageous thing you could ask someone for you, that you know you'll be rejected, ask for it, 
And then, well, no, no, I, I ask for money all the time. I love asking for money. No, 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 money's not outrageous. No, no, try, try this one time. Go to a parking lot while somebody's pulling into a parking spot and stop them and go, hey, uh, can I have that parking spot? Can you go park over there? And see what happens. No, no, seriously, seriously. No, go, go and ask people for stupid, crazy things and get used to being rejected. This is, I wish we had a psychologist. Is there a psychologist here? We don't have a psychologist here. This is like the best thing to ever come out of like cognitive behavioral therapy. It's like exposure therapy. The more you expose yourself to being rejected, the less it bothers you. It's true. That's how I got through college. That's how I met my wife. No, really, the more you expose yourself to rejection, the less it bothers you. So I have to tell you, if you only ask for business one or two times a month, you're going to feel really, really bad because you're going to get rejected. If you ask for business 100 times a month, or even better yet, if you have a gateway product or a service, very low barrier to entry product or service that you feel comfortable talking to people about and they sign up for it most of the time, you're not going to care about the rejection because every time somebody says no, there's a yes right around the corner. People ask me all the time, and I know they ask you, Nicola, this all the time, how did you get 56 people to sign up for your ProVisors group? You know how we did it? Here's the formula. Ask 300 people to join a ProVisors group. That's how you get 56 people in a ProVisors group. How many times did I get rejected? Free Angelica. Not, I'm not talking about your own personal baggage. I wanted you to do the math for me. I got rejected 250 some odd times. Thank you, Maria Angelica. We'll meet later. We'll commiserate. That's the thing, folks. You got to ask for business a lot so that the rejection doesn't bother you. Final point. Do you know when to shut up? I was working with somebody yesterday. I'm sitting in, a, in an in-person sales meeting with this person, and she sold past the close, okay? She sold past the close. She had the client convinced, and then she went on to talk about this feature of her service, and the client was like, oh, I can't do that because I have these three people in my company that would absolutely not agree with that principle. So, and we ended the meeting. We finished our breakfast. And I looked at her, and I'm like, the money was right there. It was on the table. You just couldn't shut up. So those seven questions again, okay? Just so that we make sure we got them. And if you want the notes from this, they'll accompany the Saturday side hustle tomorrow. Number one, what problem do you solve, and why should the CEO solve it? Why does this need to be addressed now? Why you? How can you get in? Are you willing to play the long game? That's number five. Can you take rejection? And then number seven, do you know when to shut up? So these seven questions are things that we go over all the time. I go over all the time with my clients. If you are interested in really getting good at connecting with CEOs and selling to CEOs, we've got something for you. Many of you have already signed up for this. Nicola Gellarmino and I have created a community called the Exit Success Lab. Three words all together, Exit Success Lab. And we are working with CEOs to help them improve their business strategy so that they have more options when they want to sell their business, okay? I meet with 
probably between 50 and 250 CEOs every month. I do half-day seminars for them. And we are helping these CEOs with their business strategy so they have more options when they exit. There are 10 key value drivers, and we help them with each of the value drivers along the way. We don't do it ourselves. We put them in front of professionals who help them with these value drivers. We are sourcing the professionals from our community, from provisors, from my high net worth client attraction group, and from this breakfast group. If you are interested in being one of the subject matter experts in one of the 10 areas, go to ExitSuccessLab.com. There are two big red boxes. The one on the left says professionals, click here. That's for you. You click that box, read through the website, and then apply. If you've already applied, we're contacting people next week to discuss this with them. So if you haven't heard from us, we still love you. We haven't contacted people yet. We're contacting them next week. Why do you think we give away such great information? Go ahead. So pretty much the analogy is when you go to Lowe's or Home Depot, you see the guy, the do-it-yourself guy, doing the floor, and he makes it look really, really easy. And then you think to yourself, the first minute you think to yourself, he did that, so I'm doing that. And then you put five more minutes of thought into it, and you realize uh, he does that same floor demonstration every single night. So no matter what you and tell us who you are and what you do, please. Thank you very much. Perfectly said. Thank you so much. I'm taking him on the road with me. Hey, folks, thanks for listening to this edition of the Saturday Side Hustle. I'm Dave Lorenzo. I'll see you back here tomorrow for the Sunday special with my partner, Nikki G. We're here every day with a brand new episode of the Inside BS Show. If you like what you heard, do us a favor, share the show with another business leader. Our show only grows when you share it with other people. We don't do any advertising. We do very little promotion. The word of mouth that we get from people like you sharing the show with their friends, with their coworkers, and with the people they know who are entrepreneurs is the only way the show will grow. It's good karma for you, and you'll be doing a great favor for someone else who's an entrepreneur just like you. So please, share the show with your friends. Again, thanks for joining us. We'll see you tomorrow. Take care.